Welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. The rise of the data-driven government is a topic that I've been curious to discuss. And fortunately with me, we have for today, Mr. Sunil Chaban, Vice President, Flash Blade for Asia Pacific and Japan from Pure Storage. Welcome to Podchat, Sunil. Thank you, Alan. Let's dive deep or deep dive into this thing. What exactly is digital transformation as viewed in the government sector? I think definitely digital transformation has come in in different waves, uh, in different fashion in uh, enterprise sector. But as we see how digital transformation is being viewed by government sector is like, how do you bring automation and analytics into play to fast track your decision making towards citizen services and that aspect and uh, it's kind of have a different annotation or different connotation from different governments but uh, since beginning of the year and COVID-19 situation that has really got into a bigger serious discussion in terms of how digital transformation is being viewed uh, by different governments. I see there are three facets of digital transformation in government sector. One is obviously the people change and the, how people internally and externally, when I say internally, government organizations, as well as their customers, which are our citizens, how do they view that part of it? Second is the technology. I think, you know, you are looking at various aspects of uh, technology being procured for so many years and now looking at the next phase of technology and how that's going to help to look at the new smart initiatives or activities we want to bring to your citizens. And the third aspect is process change because these three Two things can't work together unless you change your processes to make sure that this works together in a particular way. And that's the reason I see a lot of governments looking at digital transformation in, in chunks. That I want to bring digital transformation in certain initiatives. Maybe some people call it a citizen services. Some people call it a specific sector or area of a process they want to improve on. But that's the kind of three areas where I see digital transformation is being viewed by different government sectors. There's an interesting report from Gartner that says digital transformation is difficult to achieve in government. Uh, Do you agree or disagree with this perspective from Gartner? Uh, My answer is yes and no. I think it's uh, like any other sector and, uh, you know, enterprises were the same, you know, five years back, a lot of discussions about will this work, will not this work. And eventually you go in a step by step by step manner. And you pick up certain areas where you really think that it's easier to bring that digital transformation. And those areas could be related to either process or related to your end service, which you're offering, uh, whether it's related to either you're enhancing your revenue or productivity improvement. Now, from a government point of view, it's always that making sure I improve my process to offer better citizen services. And depending on how your setup is, uh, different governments try different areas. Uh, We always recommend to our government customers in our region, in South Asia uh, or in Asia generally, is that go step-by-step manner. You cannot you know, look at overall digital transformation, involve an agency, big agency to look at your, you know, like a management change and consulting around that and work out a five or 10 year plan. I think those days are over. I think people want a quick, easy service which can bring in a particular way. So I feel that digital transformation can be bought in a piecemeal manner. My f- reaction to that, it's it was difficult maybe four years back, but I think uh, from a technology change point of view, the architecture, the new architecture, what we talk about, like modern data experience based on you know, microservices, I think it's kind of fast track some of these activities. And I think now people are looking at more multi-cloud, easier way of doing things with Kubernetes kind of approach, uh, bring some of, some of those activities together. And we are seeing that kind of fast track some of these digital transformation initiatives in certain agencies. And then that's how they want to go to the next phase. So uh, it could have been difficult maybe a few years back, 
I think uh, technology is getting ready in that sense, and uh, you can actually look at it in a different way and bring digital transformation by agencies or by particular service, uh, you know, to to different uh, citizens uh, uh, initiatives. That's what I can say about this. Gardner also suggests that governments focus on digital optimization. What's your interpretation of this digital optimization? What are the types of technologies that would make this possible? I think, uh, and I, I, it goes back to what happened in uh, different sectors. I think what I feel, what Gartner is suggesting is that you look at your technology, what you have. Obviously, uh, data resides in so many different technologies within government over the last hundreds of years. And there was a big initiative happened maybe 20 years back in many governments, at least. And I'm, I'm giving purely Asia context here, where uh, digitization, the basic fundamental of you know moving from paper to digitization. Uh, I was in that uh, uh, cycle, very heavily engaged in last decade in terms of making sure, you know, having digital archives of various process and documentations and worked with many governments in the region and see how they go about that. Because unless you have your base fundamental ready in terms of moving from paper to digitization in a process manner, and it's a process. Why I say it's a process? Because you can't just get rid of all your paper which has been there for last hundreds of years and, you know, move towards a completely digital technology. Uh, it's just, it's a humongous task and it's just commercially not feasible. So you have to go in a phase-wise manner. And we have seen different governments doing that. And good example I can give is Korea National Archives, Singapore National Archives, when they come up with their citizen initiative, e-gov initiatives uh, 10, 12 years back. Uh, we've seen Malaysian National Archives and they how they go about making sure the base fundamental documentation is digitized to look at what is the next jump of that. So, uh, I think last 10 years were digital optimization was more in terms of making sure you have moved away from a traditional paper to a bit more digital availability of data. I think that was the first step of that. Now, the second phase we're seeing in digital optimization is more on an application way. And in terms of you have created a variety of silos of uh, data infrastructure, right? And a good example, simple example I gave is, you know, started with data warehouse in 80s. And then you came up with some BI, basic BI tools on that to do some basic analysis. You know, it's more on a structured data, slightly going a bit technical here, but structured data uh, warehouse was a big area there. And you have Oracle, Oracle, Cognos, and SaaS of the world doing that part of it. Then we get on to move off data lakes, where you started looking at technologies like Cloudera, Hortonworks, and you said, yeah, I think having a data lake kind of architecture where you can actually get into data analytics very quickly and, you know, look at data-driven government and make your decisions faster around that. So that was a second phase I felt which was there. Now we are in the third phase of that where you're now looking at more integrated file and object infrastructure or what a lot of people refer as modern data experience uh, in terms of how do I bring all this unstructured data uh, coming from social media, coming from your data which you have, documentations what you have as well as your structured data warehouses or even your data lakes. How do I create this modern data uh, experience or infrastructure, uh, which is the next phase of digital optimization, I believe, uh, which really is required. And based on that, then you can actually manage your different initiatives. From a technology point of view, you can look at new Kubernetes-based quick analytics me mechanism, or you can actually, whenever, wherever it's possible, go on a multi-cloud way. And you know, Singapore is a classic example where uh, you know public cloud being utilized uh, very effectively integrated with a multi-cloud way to offer different initiatives to uh, citizens. And at the second level, we saw uh, Macau, which is, uh, they, came, they uh, collaborated with Macau University of Science and Technology 
uh, and came up with the initiatives of what they call AI, AI data center. But fundamentally, what they're trying to do is they optimize their data center to look at next generation of initiatives. And when the COVID situation happened, they said, yeah, let me just look at and analyze their data very quickly. So people are looking at optimizing different infrastructure initiatives what they have to look at how can they fast track some of these citizen services. I think that's what Gartner is suggesting here, according to me. And I, we really welcome that uh, thought process from Gartner. Uh, now, on the subject of the data-driven government, do you see COVID as having changed any direction by governments in terms of their transformation or optimization initiatives? Oh, I absolutely see that. And uh, some of the initiatives, I also believe in fast track to see how certain things can be you know, looked at from a government services point of view. I think uh, just to give us a different example before I get to government, you know, I recently looked at a report done by Facebook and Bain Consulting, and they talked about in South Asia, retail e-commerce digital transformation was fast-tracked by five years. Uh, the numbers we were supposed to be doing in 2025, I think will be done by middle of 2021. Uh, just in last seven, eight months, that whole digital e-commerce scenario has kind of brought a lot of things, activities forward. And we see that change across the board. And whether it's because of COVID situation, whether it's generally the political situation in, in the region, whether it's between India or China, uh, and so on and so forth, I clearly see that uh, governments are looking at how to have a self-reliant uh, in-country e-commerce uh, or a payment gateway related systems, which can help having uh, less reliance on, uh, you know, face-to-face interaction with the government uh, in a, any sense so that citizens can do a lot of these services faster and get into that activities very quickly. And uh, that's one is- aspect which is really growing rapidly. Uh, some of the initiatives Singapore government have done and and some of the stuff they're doing with SG, parking, so on and so forth, they're adding more things in terms of payment challenges and some of the activities there. We are working very closely with Korea Customs and uh, they have implemented uh, AI-based tracking for immigration policies so that they want to fast track and reduce human intervention. That's one of the key factors which has emerged very closely or emerged uh, post-COVID situation that how do you uh, remove uh, or reduce uh, human intervention at different checkpoints uh, across the government. So that's other area we see kind of growing. And third thing we seeing rapidly changing in a situation like India, where, you know, the political scenario emerged post-COVID situation, where they want to re- reduce reliance of certain e-commerce or certain government apps intervention into their consumer behavior and have some local activities. So government is pushing very hard certain apps, which they are want to uh, launch, which are similar, uh, uh, which are like uh, some popular apps coming from other markets, but have their own reliance apps which they want to develop and all this kind of fast track uh, some of the initiatives we were trying to run with them and they're like we, we like what you have to offer as a modern data experience or your data driven uh, strategy but can you come and look at these initiatives because we have to fast track some of these activities there so it's difficult to talk about data driven transformation digital optimization come with, without going around to the topic of analytics so in your view how are governments in asia faring as far as their adoption of analytics yeah i think uh, now in of ai and analytics uh, you know i worked uh, in the ai space for last about 4 or 5 years and there were for governments as enterprises we always felt that they were dabbling into different ai initiatives they tried different AI things because you know you you try you just you, nobody knew what ai is going to deliver as a result i think now it's taking some shape that what does ai uh, can do so initially when you're just trying a small subset of you know okay i want to try this use case, does this make sense for AI, then you can actually try it on, you know, 
people try it on public cloud people try it on a small initiative and say yeah it works i want to try and then find in from there but as you want to bring it in house and bring it make it big i see there uh, the immediate realization that uh, my data is stuck in different analytics related initiatives and i need to free it up to bring it into ai so that to make sure that that kind of works together and then the first fundamental st- strategy kind of emerges that how do i improve my current ai strategy so as as i was talking before there there was a kind of there is a data warehouse there is a data lake and now there's lot of open stack or kubernetes based and a nice analytics engine available which you can avail from anywhere but i need to make sure my data centric architecture or my data hub strategy is supporting that architecture so how do i have a integrated view of file uh, unstructured data structured data social media data in one a logical single place need not be you know one single appliance and i throw away what i have completely but kind of mix and match and use that going forward so put a layer on top around you know what we call pure calls at uh, as a data experience modern data experience or a data hub and pick up data points as and is required to take it to the next stage so i see that that really is the next phase what people are doing people are moving away from that older technology like uh, hdfs or cloudera and now looking at the new age um strategies that how can i use snowflake kind of data warehouse or how can i use uh, and government in house how can i use uh, uh, some ai engine and use my data which is there so don't move away from what i have invested maybe 10 years back but how do i make sure that is architecture is improved to support the next generation analytics and ai initiative what i have there so i think that's where we kind of seeing is it there yet from government point of view no but maybe that 20% there some governments are uh some bit ahead or maybe bit more mature compared to some other governments but uh, it's maybe 20% there so it's going to take some time but that's where i see next two years we'll be spending a lot of our times with uh, different governments in our region what is your advice to government cios as it relates to well digital transformation modernization and our original core topic which is the data driven government yeah i think uh, there are a lot of information available there are a lot of people talking about digital transformation uh, you really have to see from your point of view and that's you know that's just uh, whether it's government whether it's enterprise it just doesn't change and uh, you have to see and covid has really changed again or actually changing your strategy per se right you are now looking at uh citizens uh, based initiative in a different way because you know a group of 5 group of 10 group of 20 and you know sometimes this whole situation is going to emerge and going to evolve over next two years to really see how we going to behave how how citizens how our interaction and how process is going to evolve for next 5 years uh, as government and our interaction with citizens so uh, watch that and keep that thing open and when you're looking at that initiative what you're trying to drive around digital transformation optimization data driven aspect uh, just keep that element bring that element into your uh, discussion so that you're not blind sided for the technology you chose just even last year you know you have to make sure that your technology is open and changeable interchangeable to so that you're open to your future going forward so that's one key advice we see giving to a lot of our customers it's very it's not a easy thing to say being a vendor that you know you can change us and go on to the next technology very easily but that's the way you should be looking at any technology that is the technology open enough that i can look at my future and is the technology open enough to bring new architecture in due course of time so both aspect have we taken into consideration when you're looking at your digital transformation initiative thanks very much sunil thank you 
That was uh, Sunil Chavan, Vice President, Flash Blade for Asia Pacific and Japan at Pure Storage. And you are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. And our topic for today is The Rise of the Data-Driven Government. See you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you.